0: We are in safer Malachim Bays, Perek Vov, Pasap Chavdalit, Vahiacha Rechain, Vajbot Spen Hadad Melech Aram. So to set the stage two things. We are in the seventh year of a terrible, devastating famine that Elisha had called because the Kaddish Baruch Hu was furious with how B'nai Israel has slid back into total Avodah Zorah, uh, total idol worship, and so we are in the final year of it. Two, we saw yesterday in the closing seconds of this year that Hadad, Melech HaRom, was the beneficiary of a miraculous chesed performed by Elisha because when Yehoram had in fact, um, they were engaged in war and what Elisha had done was had stricken um, Aram with blindness and they were led back unwittingly into the center of the capital city of Yehoram. And now Yehoram asked Elisha permission to kill them, and Elisha says no, don't kill them, on the contrary, give them water, give them bread, make a feast for them, send them back home, you will have earned their gratitude and you will have ensured, at least for a while, a peace in our time. And so it said, we closed yesterday the last Pesach of Himmel So that Aram stopped these forays into Israel where he captured and looted, etc. But as we're going to see, not for long. After this, Hadad is back to his perennial obsession with conquering Yehoram and, and B'nei Israel. and so he gathers as es Eskom hachanehu b'yal Yotzar al Shomron He comes and sets up a siege around Shomron, the capital city and it is, as we've said, a time of immense famine and thirst that is only going to make it worse, a siege where nothing can come in uh, is just going to be uh, a death sentence. By Yehira of Gadol Bishamron, the famine was intense, as you would expect it. V'y'nei tzorim and now add to that a total siege that prevents anything from coming in. Ad rosh ha'mor B'Shomron, it was so bad that the head of a donkey was selling B'Shomron Kassef, and the reva a quarter of a kav divyonim. Divyonim is the excrement of doves, Chamisha kesef, for five shekels. And it shows you just how desperate the situation was, because a chamar, as we know, is a non-kosher animal. We can't eat it. But it had reached the stage where they were eating the donkey, and even then the prices were out of sight in terms of inflationary pressure and the droppings of doves that used maybe as fertilizer or as seeds for cooking, they didn't even have that. The price was again uh, intensely inflationary. Um, so now, by Yehimelech Yisrael, Obeir al Yehoram is walking on the walls as the Meforshim say it was his habit this was he was able to survey outside, see the troop movements, etc. and a woman called to him, my Lord, the king save me and at first, and very logically, he thinks the woman is asking him to help but get food Hashem the can't save you. How can I save you? Hamina goren? Omina Yekev, Do you think I have granaries full of, of grain and wine presses full of drapes? Of, of I'm in the same situation you are. And then he thinks a second time and he says, well, Malach, what can I do for you other than this? This is what's happened to me. A very bizarre frightening situation. Amra Eli, a Isha Hazoz, a woman friend of mine, made the following compact with me. And it consists here, Tani give me or us your son Vinochlenu. Kill your son, and we will cook him and eat him together. That is how seriously desperate it was. Hayom hazet today and I will reciprocate tomorrow killing my son and we will eat it together and it fulfills a terrible, terrible prophecy that the Kaddish Baruch Hu makes back in Devarim during the Tochecha where he warns uh, in Pasuk Peret Chap Ches Hasith Nun Gimel, Viachalto pre bitnachar, you will eat the fruit of your wounds. Besar Bonnecha secha, the flesh of your sons and daughters, Hashem Nasanlacha, Hashemel Kecha, it will happen to Motsar as you are besieged to Mumatsot, Ashegatziklaya Vecha, that your enemies will have mounted against you. And so we see how horribly prophetic and uh, uh, terribly uh, accurate it has become. So now Yehoram is in really a difficult spot. What is he supposed to do here? Uh, Some say that the second woman may have killed her son but then decided, no, she's not sharing it. Or she may have decided she doesn't want to kill her son and is reneging on the agreement. So if her son is alive, Yahoram is asking or being asked to um, legislate a murder, to legalize the killing, Of he can't do that. Moreover, if the son is dead, he's being asked to enforce an agreement at cannibalization. There's no way he can do that. But when he does hear it, he is devastated. The impact of what they're going through has as. Uh, has reached him very intensely and so he hears the woman he tears his kingly garment as he's walking on the wall he does it in full view of the nation and lo and behold underneath his kingly regalia which he has ripped is sackcloth is mourning garments. And again, it shows you how vacillating Yahoram is, even as he's wearing his garments, defying the Kaddish Baruch Hu, defying doing tshuva, underneath his garments is sackcloth, and he's praying to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and he's trying to do tshuva. The Gemara in Gittin, I'm sorry, the Gemara in Tanis says on the base, that a king or even an important personage should be very careful about tearing his clothes publicly because it sends a message that what happens if nothing is resolved? It is only if he is sure that he is going to be answered uh, that he can do this. And so Yehoram does it, the people sees it, and the Kaddish Bargley accepts this kriya. And the fact that he's wearing mourning garments underneath as a form of tshuva. By Yomer, and he says, Seli Elohim, im Yamod, Rosha Elisha ben Olav Notwithstanding that, Yehoram now personalizes this famine all on Elisha. It's not his failings. It's not his avodah zarah. It is Elisha who has done this, engineered this terrible famine, he could be referring in part that Elisha was the one that said, no, spare the soldiers of Aram, give them a banquet and send them home, that yes, if he had killed them, as was his first inclination, this might not have happened. So he is resolved to kill Elisha. Elisha Yoshev, of Haskanim, Yoshin, Yito. He's got the Zekanim surrounding him. He could be in the base measures or in the Bezdin. By Yishlach Ishmilfonav, Beterem Yavo Hamalach. Yehovah has dispatched a messenger to precede him. Uhuamar El Haskanim, and Elisha, with his tremendous prophetic insights, says to the Zekanim, Do you see how Reesem? He shalak ben Hamarseah hazeh Hasir as Roshi to take off my head to kill me. Ra'ul kivohamalah Sigru Hadellas Ulachatsemo. So keep him out, lock him out of the door. halo Kol Rodleya Donoyahara. Because I know following him at a short distance behind is Yahora. Um and so. He knows, and he would note the language, he calls this Ben the son of a murderer, referring, of course, to Yehoram's father Achav, who killed Novot, a totally guiltless man, uh, just in cold blood to take his um, vineyard. And so, Odenim he's still speaking Elijah, he sees it all forming. The messenger, followed by the king, and he's still speaking imam, Malach love. The Malach comes, this thing is so evil from the ma Brahu. Shemod. What is there to do to pray to God for? What can you achieve? So now, who says this? This line of dialogue? Is it the malach, saying there's nothing that can be done, you can't even pray? Is it the king? who comes right after, saying, this is a Gezerah from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. there's nothing we can do. Or is it Elisha himself? So anyway, we go right into Zion, prior to Zion, Elisha, listen to the words of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And as we've said, we have accepted, the Kaddish Baruch Hu has accepted that it is sincere repentance by Yehorah. Tomorrow there will be a saw of soles, a saw of barley, will sell for a shekel. The sasayim, or two sasayim of wheat, will sell for a shekel in the gates of Shomon. In other words, you will be inundated with produce, with crops, with food, so much so that the price will be depressed because if anything, there's going to be an oversupply. Vayan HaSholish, and suddenly a man speaks up, Sholish is a tsar, an officer, usually an important retainer of the king. that Yehoram leans on him, relies on him, and he says to Elisha, even if the Kaddish Baruch would open the windows wide of the (laughs) Shamayim. is this really going to (coughs) happen? says Elisha you are going to see this tomorrow with your own eyes but you will not live to eat it. Now we begin Pasuk Gimel and those of you may recognize this is the story uh, of the four lepers, it is the Maftir for Parshas Mitzorah For anashim HaYu Mitzorim There were four lepers, Pesach HaShar We know that they always would send a one who had been declared a Mitzorah either outside of all the camps or in a walled city they were not allowed to enter outside of the walls And the Medrash tells us Rashi, Radak, all of them these four lepers was Gechazi, Elisha's servant who was punished, former servant, who was punished with terrible leprosy, and his three sons. Why we are so unanimous on that it is Gehazi, we will see in a minute or two. By And they reason with each other. Why are we sitting here at Must until we die? In if we say, let's go to the city, the famine, we'll die there. If we sit here doing nothing, we will die here. Let us go to the encampments of Aram. If by some event they will allow us to live, we will live. And if more likely, they if they decide to kill us, we will die. In other words, no matter what we do, we're no better here than there, in the city, out the city, Aram, anywhere, we're as good as dead, etc. So let's do something, let's take action. By Yakumu Baneshev, they get up at um, uh, twilight at night, El Machane Arum, to come to the camp of Aram, By could say Machane Arum, they come to the outskirts, and lo and behold, the Hinei. Ancient ish There's no one there He has made a huge noise uh, that has frightened them so And they say to themselves the Aramites They have enlisted They have formed a coalition of our enemies of the Hittites, the Esmache Mitzrayim and the kings of Mitzrayim, Lavo Aleinu. We are doomed, we are surrounded. The noise is a beautiful agatha that we learned that the in the Makos, the 10 plagues, in the hail, that when Paro asked that it stopped immediately, the hails were suspended in air and did not come down, we learned in Yoshua till the battle with the Ammonites, but the noise that accompanies that hail plague was held in abeyance till now, and that was the tremendous noise they heard that they were sure they were surrounded by a coalition of enemies. By Yakumu they rise, by Yanusu the nefesh, by Yazlu asel, by they desert their tents, as you say him, as chamore him, the donkeys hamachanek hasherhi by Yanusu will and they run for their lives, the bnei Aru. By I could say So the lepers come to the outskirts of the camp. By they go into an empty tent. By they eat. they drink. They can't believe what their good fortune is. they take from their silver, bezol gold, with the clothes. By and they go and they hide the gold, and this is exactly why we know it's gechazi says in Maborshim, because uh, to use the vernacular, a leper doesn't change his spots, he's still going to hide the gold, hide the silver, uh, take the time to do that, rather than race back and tell uh, Yehoram, they have hit upon a miracle. By Yeshuva they do it into a second tent. All right, they're hungry, but they're too. They they loot it and they hide the results of their looting. By suddenly they wake up, as it were. We're doing something wrong. This is a day of great news. We should be racing back and tell the king in B'nei Israel. it's going to come out what we have done, that we have committed a terrible sin, so we had better get back. We will tell the king ear. They come back. and they tell the officers, they more saying, saying we've come to the uh, outskirts of Arum, ish, but call there's not a sound, a man. the horses are tethered, the chamoras are tethered, the tents are empty. Now, of course, they can't." it be admitted to the king, they can't even be admitted into the precincts of the city. They're lepers. So the officers call and send the message for Yagidu beis Hamelech And they tell the king. king is incredulous. He gets up in the night, and he says to his servants, I see right through this. Let me tell you what they're doing. Yadu they know we are totally devastated by famine. So what they've done is by Yotsumina Khameh they have gone out of their city, La Basada, hiding in the fields, waiting for us, Chayim El They are setting up an ambush because they, we're gonna go in and, and, and you know, relieve our hunger. So this don't fall for this. It's a ruse. However, one of his soldiers says your majesty, let me take five horses that remain, that the horses are in no better position than the animals, they're all starving, so that they are like us. We have no other choice. Let's send them and see what this is about. Yehoram ever being Yehoram says, no, I'm not going to give you five. I will give you two. Go, see what the story is they come to the, yard. the road is strewn with their clothes, with their utensils, with that they just dispatched, um, racing away. They return and tell The Yehoram, this is what we have seen. By Yetze Yo'om, the people go out. By Yavazu Esmachaneh Aram, they despoil the camp. By He saw a solace for Shekel, and just as Elisha prophesied, the measure of barley goes down to a Shekel, and two measures of wheat is now one Shekel. By Melech Ikpir, now this Sholesh. Who expressed skepticism, Amela Hifkid, as Hasholish as fate would have it. He appoints this Tsar, Ashanishan al-Yado, that he relies on for counsel. He puts him in charge of it were crowd control, Al-Hashar, to get to control the crowds that are stampeding in Vayur Masu. And they trample him on Bisharvi Yamos. He dies, just as Elisha predicted he would not see it. Ha'sher ber Kim, when the king had spoken to him. And Beredas Hamelach love indicates that yes, Yehoram was about to do complete Shuva. but this guy unbidden, no one asked him what he thought, went and expressed his opinion, no, this can't be, and that dissuaded Yehoram just as Elisha predicted. sa'orim the prices are down to press When he predicted, this will be tomorrow. and we recap the incident. The shalish, unbidden by anybody, says, look, even if the skies, the Arbosh Shamayim would be open, uh, this can't happen. And he says, it's going to happen, In you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not live to eat from it. By Yehilo cane, it happens exactly as that, For your Musa or Musa osam the um uh, tramples in the nation, Bashar, and he dies, a perfect classic, so the famine is over, the suffering is hopefully over. Tomorrow in Mirza Hashem, we will go back and re meet the Isha Hashem, that woman who had done so much for Elisha, and review how she survived by special miraculous intervention of Elisha during those seven years of famine. Adkam.